Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a Tuesday. We are full steam ahead to the AFC and NFC title games. Championship Sundays this Sunday. Very pumped about it, obviously. It's the 24-hour window where you can just kind of decompress figure out which free agents you're going to bring back, and then move on towards football. Yeah, so the wounds are no... They're still a little fresh, but it's not like that. Oh, man. That it, you know what it wake is. Up, there's nothing worse than that first free no. realization. The first wake-up was terrible. Now, following Cowboys media on Twitter is even worse. Oh, I'm sure you had yourself a day. <clears throat> oh, it was rough, dude. I was largely detached from I mean, the social media world. They're getting on Big Mike for the stiff arm that he gave the cameraman. Like, the picture was great. Bro, but, like, break. it was We're literally just like, a, little, get out of my face. So, dude. so... uh Stefan Diggs in the I am right. too. Uh, Mike McCarthy. I'll never defend Mike McCarthy. Come on. But in this case. There you go. Bro, let the coach be, bro. You just let got the coach from the get playoffs. out of there. And then the incident. When the, oh, well, that reporter. Not talk, we're not going to get too deep into Oof. it. But, but the reporter comes back and says, like, you know. I'm uh, shorting that He's reporter. apologized. I am shorting that reporter. Absolutely. I'm not investing in that reporter at all. It is Dave Sturgeo. It is Chris Gucci. And, of course, A5 Anthony behind the glass here at Chop Studios. Got another loaded show today because we're going to dive, obviously, into what we've been doing the last couple weeks. These quarterback matchups, man, let me tell you something. There's something to be had because the one is star-studded, and the second one is the unknown, really. Because when you're looking at quarterback matchups here in the NFL for the championship games, you got Mahomes and Burrow, and then, of course, you got Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy. So that's that's a real thing. So today, we're going to compare the two right now for our quarterback conversation on championship Sunday. And then obviously we'll talk about a couple quarterbacks that might be on the move as well. So that's um, interesting to say the least. So we start with the comparison between obviously the AFC, the more glamorous of the two. It's Patrick Mahomes who started his venture last, uh, last week. And of course, cause he was off the bye, and Joe Burrow, who's been Joe cool two weeks in a row have gotten the job done, beat the Ravens. And then last week came back and throttled the bills. So, now you look at these two stocks and you're like, all right, who do I invest in now on a day trade situation? You know, you're looking at Mahomes, he gets banged up, right? So it's it's a little bit of more of a, you know, tiptoe around the fact. Obviously, Mahomes is one of the top dudes on Mojo right now. Is this somebody that you would invest in against a very, very good Bengals defense uh, that's shown their face for the last two weeks? Yeah, I mean, Mahomes is like the... He's the, one of the cornerstones of the of the market. I'm in on Mahomes, and I'm going to kind of keep it there, keep it that way because I feel I like it's safe money. Have a sick multiplier on him, yeah. Um, he doesn't have that much bank value considering how much projected value he has still uh, on his um, on his bar over there. But yeah, it's Patrick Mahomes. We see what the guy's been able to do. He's in his fifth straight AFC Championship. It doesn't look like they're going to be slowing down anytime soon. That's the type of quarterback that's going to create a contender no matter where he is for however long he's there. And, yeah, Pat Mahomes, win, lose, or draw in this game, um, you got to be in on Pat Mahomes. 100%. Now, on the other side of the football, it's Joe Burrow, right? Joe Burrow, I feel like, should be right there neck and neck outside of the bank value, which you could clearly see Mahomes has almost double that. Um, but he's been in the league almost double the amount of time. So I feel like Joe Burrow is right in on par to be the next guy. Joe Burrow might even be this. Joe Burrow might be the best quarterback in football right now. Just We just don't know it yet. Things have to materialize over the next couple seasons, but we could be talking about this guy. Look, if he goes out there and beats Kansas City in Kansas because, City again, because like I'm going to get to a couple things in a second. First, where I'm Mahomes is on his fifth straight AFC championship. Guess what? Joe Burrow is on his second straight. 
we're looking at the AFC this year. The AFC the last year and this year, you're saying, you know, nobody else is getting out of the AFC. It's either the Chiefs or the Bills both right. years. Well, guess what? In the last 365 days, full calendar year, the Bengals are 4-0 against the Chiefs and the Bills. So they're the cr- cream of the crop, and it all starts with Joe Burrow and um, even their head coach. But Joe Burrow is that dude. Uh, I think Joe Burrow is going to win the Super Bowl this year. So I'm in all the way in on Joe Burrow. No Burrow. questions asked. <clears throat> in the postseason, he's thrown for 451 yards, three touchdowns. I don't see any interceptions here. So he hasn't made any mistakes yet, which is a big thing when you're heading into the AFC title game. you got to be play mistake-free, and they're going to play loose. It's probably not going to be, I mean, from what I've read, snow showers in the morning kind of deal. It's going to be cold. It's Kansas City. It's at night. It's the loudest place on earth, right? But I would much rather play in Kansas City with the loud fans, right, over the situation they played in last week where you could barely see anything. Like, it was it was a, it was basically like somebody shook the snowball and the snow globe right before the game, and it was just a mess. So weather, I don't think it's going to be a factor in this one. I said it now. I'm sure Sunday it'll be eight feet of snow, uh, but I, I, I like Joe Burrow, too, on the immediate. The Kansas City Chiefs defense, believe it or not, has not been their focal point all year. They've won a lot of games based off of Mahomes, slinging it around the, uh, the yard. Obviously, their their running game was improved this year with Pacheco. Kelsey's an all-great, all-tight end, great. We'll talk about him uh, at the end of the week, but overall, Kansas City has been winning games based off their offense. Their defense has a little bit left to be desired for, so I'm looking at the Bengals, and I'm looking at Joe Burrow, this might be his game, man, because if he puts a stamp on this one, man, there's no more debate. I think the one thing that we have to look at here is down the stretch, the Chiefs' front four has played really, Clark has really, been a menace. really well. Yeah. Um, and last week, we saw the Bengals, they were able to kind of um, move the defensive line of the Buffalo Bills. I think weather had a little bit to do with that. Yeah, of I course. Think we have to see if there's some regression coming for that offensive line because they played really well last week. I don't know if you could expect the same performance, even though you would think the Chiefs are a little bit easier of a matchup mm-hmm. defensively, mm-hmm. Uh, that front four might create different types of issues considering the weather's not going to be bad or as bad. So that is something worth keep monitoring or worth monitoring is that offensive line, but still Joe Burrow, he's offensive line proof so far this postseason. So far. And we'll move over to the non-appealing NFC Championship game. And I say that because look at the quarterbacks that are in it. Jalen Hurts, obviously, his first playoff game last week, he takes care of business. He does amazing things. I mean, look, he's had himself a fantastic season. There's nothing to take away from this guy. I've made a lot of money on this guy in the mojo market. He's done amazing, amazing things. 3,700 yards through the air. 760 on the ground, and of course last week he ran he ran for a touchdown, threw two more. Stats weren't like gaudy, like the number, like the, the yardage wasn't crazy. But when you look at this Eagles team against the Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy just faced Dallas, and I feel like Dallas rattled him a little bit, made him throw some really ill-advised throws, made him scramble in ways that he thought he can get get away with, and he couldn't. He could against Seattle, he could not against Dallas. Now you got a completely different beast. Does this win the Siddler? Like I, I, I know we've been saying it for weeks now, but is this it? Does this Purdy get run into the buzzsaw known as Philadelphia? I mean, if you look at just how they've been both playing for the last two months, I think San Francisco kind of overtook Philly as the team to beat. But there was also maybe an element of the San Francisco 49ers were still playing to kind of position themselves where they were going to be positioned in the NFC rankings. Philly almost had things wrapped up, so they were able to take the foot off the gas a little bit. And it kind of, like I said, changed the the idea as to who is the cream of the crop. Philly has something to be said. If you look at the teams, they're very similar matchup-wise because they're both really good everywhere. And then Jalen Hurts, 
is apparently Michael Jordan now, which I wouldn't oh, go that far. Geez. He hasn't won anything yet. But I think when you're looking at both teams, they're both really evenly matched. They got both weapons on both sides of the ball. Mm -hmm. And then Jalen Hurts is just a lot better than Brock Purdy. As good as he's been playing, Jalen Hurts is a clear – it gives Philly the clear advantage here. Now um, – I don't even know what the point spread is. Do you know what the point spread is? I have not looked at it yet. Uh, actually, I think it's uh, two and a half. The, the Eagles are favorites. So um, it's tight. <clears throat> they're giving respect to Purdy. Obviously, Vegas is. But now I ask you this. Random question. If Brock Purdy goes out there – and looks the seventh round pick that he is, right? And he looks completely overmatched, completely overwhelmed, plays the worst game of his short career. Do the conversation switch back to like, all right, look, that was fun run, but Trey Lance is clearly the best quarterback on our roster right now. Like, and it's not a conversation anymore because there has been whispers that this dude, from what he's done, has earned himself the chance to start on this team next year. Trey Lance is starting. Next year. That's it. Yeah. Cinderella gonna, story's over. They might make some type of noise in the offseason about um, competing for the job. It's going to be Trey Lance's job to lose. And I don't know if they're even going to do that. I think that they're going to be pretty upfront about what they're going to do. I mean, they were pretty the 49ers, upfront about Jimmy the G being out. they handled the Jimmy G situation last year, what <clears> people <throat> yeah. may not have agreed with it, they handled it properly in terms of professionalism. They let Jimmy G know what was going on, mm -hmm. and they announced it really early in the situation. So... All teams, all parties were able to kind of collect themselves and reassess, and it ended up working out well, well enough for both parties, I guess. Here, um, but Trey Lance, they used all that capital on him, third round, uh, third pick overall, and I don't think that Trey, like the way this 49er team is built, I could only imagine that as good as Brock Purdy has done, I could only imagine that Trey Lance would have been just as good or or better for this offense. I mean, like the dynamic. Those questions uh, have to be answered to next year, legs, I guess. Yeah, we're going to find out, but I'm not all out on Trey Lance yet. Okay. But I will say Trey Lance wasn't recruited as as highly as Brock Purdy was. No, he was not. And that's why that's why I lead to believe that, like, you know, next year going in, it's an open competition. If he plays, if he plays well, loses, but if he plays well and you're like, see, man, thanks for everything, bro. See, I don't know. But then again, based off what they did last year to Jimmy G, was like, hey, man. Uh, you're in there, but Trey's our guy next year. Sorry, I think, like, and there, not even there wasn't even the, a debate. It was Trey Lance's team Shanahan going forward. Is like an egomaniac, and his, his yeah. father was the same way. Now remember this about his father: it was how many Denver Broncos running backs had a thousand yards consecutive? It was like a different Terrell Davis. It was Olandis uh, Gary. It was they just yeah. had a different running back every year. Mike Anderson killed it that one oh, year. God, yeah. They just out of nowhere, and it was Mike Shanahan's thing. No Sean where, Marino. Where it was like. <laughs> It was his own blocking scheme. We're going to hand it to anybody. It doesn't matter. And we're going to run the ball well. And that trickled down in Denver. So after, even after Shanahan left, that stayed. And I think Shanahan now, uh, Kyle Shanahan is very similar, but he's just doing it with the quarterback position and saying, look, I trust my system so much. Like, I'm not even putting you in a spot to make a mistake. How dare you <laughs> think that any of these guys aren't going to do well? Uh, Trey Lance brings more to the table with his legs. I think that's where that goes. Uh, but... Um, I Man, guess 49, kind of, 49 is going to be a scary, scary team going forward if Trey Lance turns Trey out to Lance be what he wants out. him to be. I guess this kind of segues into the, the next segment. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it because obviously that's the quarterback situation. We'll be talking about these teams at length throughout the course of this week because obviously, yes, Championship Sunday is only four guys left, four quarterbacks left, four teams left. But we start with the quarterbacks on the move, meaning from everything that we've gathered, these guys, <clears throat> slim chances that they stick around with their current team or – they move. And from what I gathered yesterday, a quote that kind of surfaced yesterday for Tom Brady, 
A little angry, a little, little nasty, if you ask me. No, if you watched it. I didn't watch it, context, I just saw the like quote. If you see the quote, it's like Tom Brady just told this dude off. It's like they were hanging out. What, what I'm saying is Brady has a chance to kind of pick his destination, unrestricted free agent, rumors to stay in Tampa because of the fact that the family thing, right? But there's heavy rumors of other places. Like, it looks like Vegas has officially moved on from Carr. We'll talk about Carr in a minute, but like... There, there, there's just different places for San him Francisco, to go. Miami, Vegas. So, give it. San Francisco's not going to happen. Now it's not. Now it's definitely not going to happen. That's out. That is one thousand percent out. You're debating between two quarterbacks, and then you're like, Nah, never mind. Brady, come well, on Brock back. Purdy's you're forty six years Brock old. Purdy's free. It doesn't matter about price. I'm talking about performance, bro. You John, saw what Brady John, did this year. John Lynch. Well, I mean, if you put Tom Brady in that offense, it might be a little bit different. Like, you don't think Brock Purdy and Tom – you don't think Tom Brady could Brock Purdy right now? Think about it. You were I just mean, afraid that Brady was going to, like, by himself at 90 years old, beat you, all right? <laughs> no. And Brock Pur- uh, Tom Brady can't Brock Purdy is what you're telling Tom me. Tom Brady can't Brock Purdy. I like the analogy. And I like the, the and he, phrase. And he can. He can. But I don't think they do that. I don't think they're they're built like that. So I, I'm personally ruling San Francisco out. If Tom Brady calls up and he says, guys, I want to play for you guys next year, cheap, what's up? You think John Lynch is like, eh, like, forget everything we have mortgaged into the future. Come on, Brady, let's go win one. Yes. I don't know. I don't buy it. But anyway, I, I like, I like Vegas as a destination. Um, but there's been other rumors about other people going to Vegas. So I think it's like, Brady's going to retire. Now, I've been back and forth on this. I know you guys are probably like, Dude, three days ago you said he's. I don't know, man. It's, it's one just, of those things. Look, look at his career. Like that's it. You're you're at his peak, right? He he wins the division again. His future projections go up because people think he's going to come back. Now you got to be careful. Now you have to be careful because you look, to, yeah, you got to go learn a new system, right? And, and I don't know, forty six year old Tom Brady wants to go do that. I, I just don't like what what's the gain? He can go sit down at the Fox booth once Peyton leaves. Insert Brady with Gronk, nonetheless. They're gonna have our own spinoff show, like Eli and Peyton. It's gonna happen. You see it. It's already. I'd rather being just manifested. See, I'd rather see Tom Brady just keep winning than have a show on. Ugh. You're not gonna watch it, so it doesn't matter. Sure, I don't watch. It. <laughs> you don't watch anything. You don't even watch Eli and Peyton, and that's fantastic television. Oof, it's so bad. Oh man, you're. you're this off. might be the worst. You're off on that. <sighs> you're off on that. But anyway, Brady, we'll see. Speaking of Vegas, Derek Carr. So. They've kind of moved on already. They've, they've kind of let them and the masses and the fan base. And Derek Carr has gone out there and said, thank you, everybody. This marriage is over. Um, where Derek Carr can go has to be in a trade scenario on the immediate, right? I mean, he's due some money. So if they trade him within like week, wasn't there somebody else we were just talking about? Who got traded like real quick? Stafford. Stafford, right. So that happened. As soon as like things like the dust settled of the yeah, Super Bowl, exactly. Stafford was there's traded from much, the Lions to the Rams. There's not much time for the Raiders to move on from Derek Carr without if, getting crushed on the cap. Without getting crushed on the cap, which which really means it takes all their leverage away. So teams, Correct. the only time that there's going to be leverage in this type of situation is if there's multiple teams and they both or re- or all really want the player and they right. could drive the price up. But right now you're looking at. Um, the Raiders, everybody knows that they're going to cut him. So if there isn't a potential suitor... So this is a Mari Cooper situation where you know you're going to get cut, so you might as well just get Yeah, you're going to get a little bit less than what you would typically see for a player of Derek Carr's caliber or a quarterback, for that matter. One, two questions. One, where does he go? Two, what's it going to take, realistically? I can't see a starting quarterback in this league going for anything less than a, a two. Oh, it's interesting. With Carr's 
longevity and, and lack of success, you would think. I'm saying if it wasn't for the contract situation and them showing their hand and where they were at, it would probably be a one. For Derek Carr? Bro, Sam Darnold got a three. Yeah, interesting. I mean, good comparison, but not, I mean, with the quarterbacks, good comparison like, as far as like trade Derek, value. Derek Carr has proven <clears throat> that he could play in this league. Right. I think that's abundant. Um, there's also been other things that you can make the case with when it comes to no uh, continuity, no consistency out of his coaching. Uh, the first round picks that they've had over the last six years just haven't panned out. And then you might have a general manager that's been looking over there and being like, you know, we're just that away. If you look at the, the Jets, I don't think he's going to go to the Jets because I don't think he's a good fit in terms of the media. But, you know, win a couple football games and all those things change. It's true. Um, we'll see. The contract is going to be interesting. I don't know if he's going to get an extension where he goes. It's a, lot, a lot of things have to be figured he's out. Not, he's not young anymore by any stretch. I saw that the not odds old were either. the three teams that were, were interested were the Jets, the Commanders. Oh, God. And the Saints. That were the three front runners to get to land Derek Saints Carr. Saints is in a bad spot. I for think him. that the culture, decent dark horse for them to land Derek Carr, kind of under the radar team. He could There's just a lot go of there. rumors that There's Atlanta, Atlanta might be in the quarterback market. I know it sounds ridiculous considering they got Trey Lan uh, Ritter, but I I'm just I don't know. I've I've heard some rumblings, but I actually heard rumblings that Dallas might be in the. Uh, okay, so market for we're gonna edit that out. <laughs> we won't. But I don't, actually did don't hear rumblings. No, I'm not saying that they're right, but. You have too, because that's just what Dallas Cowboys Twitter does. Sure do. And then wouldn't even have to change the number. <laughs> so, so um, in any event, those are two quarterbacks. One more we want to talk about is Jimmy G, who's actually on the roster of an NFC title appearance 49ers. Jimmy G also one year one year contract. So he's a free yep. he's going wherever he pleases. What is the what is the price to pay for Jimmy G? Does he start somewhere next year? Yeah. Okay. So, think, but I, now you have to look at the the finances of all this, right? And Jimmy G's chart, obviously, throughout the course of his year, he's up two hundred and twenty percent in his career. Jimmy G has flourished as a quarterback. The intangibles, the skill set, doesn't match the the upper echelon of quarterbacks. But the dude wins, right? So you're getting a winner. Um, he sat behind Brady for the, all those years, right? And then he gets the move, and then he gets the opportunity. He gets to a Super Bowl. So it's like, okay. You know, okay, you know, we'll see about this, right? Jimmy G went to a Super Bowl, right, before I'm lying to myself? Mm -hmm. He did, right? Yeah, against yeah. the Ravens? No. Um, Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> my man, brain's all over the place today. But uh, so Jimmy G gets to a Super Bowl. Who's going to pay for the winner? Who's going to pay and what is he going to pay? Because I mean, like you're looking at guys like Daniel Jones, which we won't bring up this second, but like Daniel Jones is going to warrant anywhere from 30 to 35 a year. Does Jimmy G get more than that? No way. No way. But if the so so that means that means, and I'm not trying to stir the pot, but that means the Giants are in play for Jimmy G then. Because if they're not gonna give Daniel Jones that kind of money, you better give somebody better, if not equal to Jimmy uh to Daniel Jones. They throw to 35. If you don't think he gets more, then he's in the Giants price tag. Range. I say that there's almost a zero percent chance that the Giants don't give Daniel Jones his contract. I think he gets it mm. before Saquon does, and I don't even think really. That's one million percent. I've heard rumors that Saquon Barkley is out. How about well, that? So then there you go. <laughs> so then you're yeah. So then my really doesn't really count. It's not justified because I heard Saquon could be on the move. Jimmy G could have could have gotten uh, added by almost any team for a fairly cheap price tag in terms of the trade market. I know that the 49ers were kind of holding strong and it was smart for them to do that, but really they didn't really need him. Yeah. Um, 
it was smart for them to do that, and they were holding strong. But I feel like if you were going to offer something like a fourth, you could have pried Jimmy G away from the 49ers last, last offseason. Yeah. And while there was like nine teams that needed a quarterback, there's not nine teams this year that need one. There's less availability. I think in terms of the amount, very similar to what he got last year. Yeah. Maybe a 15 to $20 million deal with a— But to a, start, a, that's a bargain. Well, you're not going to get Jimmy G on a deal where he's going to be the franchise quarterback ever again. Jimmy G's agent's got to know that. Jimmy G's got to know that. He's been he's been. You think his agent's walking around saying, "Hey, man, time's up." Like, no, no, I don't no, know about no, no, no. You go out there and you prove it up. The market your, is dictated that people get money when they don't play. deserve it. But it doesn't matter <clears throat> what you think of your market. It matters what they're willing to pay yeah. for you. And looking at what Jimmy G has brought to the table, there's clear deficiencies in his game. Yeah, he's a I winner. Agree. You could say, okay, does Bosa come with him? Does Debo come too? Could, could we get all these other guys that kind of help Jimmy G? Could we get Shanahan with it? Right. You know, Yeah, you got points. Um, I think if you're looking at the type of style of team that Jimmy G would fit in well with, it would be the Jets. I think he could handle the New York media well, and I know that he can hand off to Brees Hall. I know that he's going to be able to at the least quarterbacks that run the, the, the offense. The Jets would have in New York City. Like Zach Wilson and Jimmy G? Oh, God. Media frenzy. No, don't even For put... Zach Wilson is nowhere near what Jimmy G is in terms of like the like he's not as handsome. Oh, I think he's a stud. <laughs> I think he's a stud. And, and Wilson looks like he's 13. Um <coughs> anyway, before we get out of here, there are a couple more quarterbacks that I wanted to bring to the table. Um that got kind of brought up into the rumor will um rumor mill yesterday. Report, huh? Reports. Couple rap sheets out there, Schefter's out there. There is rumors. That the Packers would be willing and able to trade Aaron Rodgers, which will be beneficial when it comes to their cap hit, um, according to what I've read. Trading him to the New York Jets. And then Joe Namath has come out right away and said, hey, you can have that number 12 if you come on over to the Jets. So you got it wrong. It was Joe Namath came out and said, hey, if you guys, first of all, let me just get this out of the way. Who cares if you want to give up your number, Joe? Like, I feel like a guy that Joe! I think retiring numbers is, like, kind of corny. Me, personally. Like, it's cool. Put them up there. But, like, you're going to run out. If you want Aaron Rodgers... Like, the, no, the Yankees got no single digits left. How about this? Could you, better yet, could you imagine if they were like, oh, we could get Aaron Rodgers. He wants to wear number 12, but we can't because Joe Namath. And then, like, they're like, oh, Jeff fans are like, oh... Damn it, we could have had him. <laughs> Just wouldn't give up his number, old Joe. Well, who cares? Broadway Joe. Who cares? The only man responsible for a Super Bowl. You could put number 12 all over you. <laughs> who cares? It's a, it's a number. All right, so anyway. I like that. I, I stopped. Uh -huh, yeah, you censored yourself. I like that. Now, what would it take? Can the Jets do this? Garrett Wilson and <laughs> who's a, and, and Sauce Gardner. Oh, okay, easy. So the, the Madden no, would no, say, no, no. absolutely. You, you know what it would take? It would take... Where they pick this year? It doesn't matter. I mean, that's where it's going to be. First round pick first for Aaron Rodgers. We've had this discussion before, and it's gotten to the point where I, I just didn't buy into that at all. I, I still don't buy well, into it. Well, I just it. said, like, Derek I, Carr. I, I'm well aware, but I, I still don't think a 40 something year old Aaron Rodgers warrants a first round pick. He's not 40 something, he's 30 something. First, first of all, he's going to be 40 next year. I mean, that, that's 100% facts, right? Or 38, whatever. 
It's not 40. All right. So right? we are, and, he's my age, <laughs> 37 years old. And what we see now is that quarterbacks can play a really long time because they're not allowed to get touched. So yeah. I think there is some time left for Aaron Rodgers if he decides to well, play. Well, he went that out long. on McAfee and said he can win an MVP. So what does that mean? That means that all signs point to him wanting to play. If the Packers are in a situation where all of a sudden, and I'm hearing this, and I don't buy into this theory that the Packers are in a rebuild, I don't think that's a thing. Because, I mean, they're, they were one game away from making the playoffs, and they're just bad. I don't even know. I mean, I, what, I, don't, I don't even know. I, why I don't think that there's the any, any agreement amongst Packers staffers or, or front office people to be like, yo, we're going to rebuild now. It's just not it. Bro, they just paid Aaron Rodgers like $200 million forward money a year. This isn't the time to rebuild. <laughs> you know, that would be having it completely wrong. If you're going to move on from Aaron Rodgers, I understand, but it, it has to be because you really believe in Jordan Love. It can't be because you're just trying to make your team bad. You know, that, I mean, nobody's trying to make their team bad, but if, if let's just say, let's just say, like, I'm asking you now, as a Packer fan and actual owner, you have the certificate in the office, you own some of the Packers, your decision made. I go, I'm the Jets, and I said, I'll give you our first round pick, which is, I don't know, uh, 12, 13, whatever, for Aaron Rodgers. Yay or nay? We got to talk about this contract. Are we going to still eat forty million in dead? Cat? We will eat half of it, Jets. Jets will eat half of that money. Can I now? Can I go? Oh, watch you are it? a terrible no, 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 negotiator. No, no, no. <laughs> I want to go. Watch, I haven't. I have yet to see Jordan Love in practice for like a week or two. Oh God! I so, want to see what we really have. I think. The I Packers, thought you already saw that. The sample I mean, size is out there, bro. It's like two, watched, two or three I games. I watched a couple games here or there. I think he handled himself well in terms of he had any chance. Hey man, he's I'll had switch it first and a third. For Aaron Rodgers, will you have the money? If if Jordan Love is going to be good and they believe in Jordan Love, yes, 100% do it. Okay. This is a business. And I love Aaron Rodgers, but I do not want to see. Got all the plaques you, and the posters in this place you, to you prove avoid, that. You avoid the rebuild when you draft a quarterback in the first round and let him sit for three years. That's the point. So yeah. are we in a rebuild? No. I think Aaron Rodgers wants his friends in town. And I did say this the other day. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm not really a fan of that. If they're going to – if if Aaron Rodgers is going to hold the Packers front office hostage based on the fact that he wants to wait and see if they're going to do it, Randall Cobb, Bakhtiari, like Bakhtiari, not, no offense, he played well in the couple games that he got back but in he down play. the stretch, but he was out for the better part of the last season and a half, and it's been a growing constant theme. I love the player, but he has to take a pay cut if he wants to stick around. Otherwise, yeah. guess what? We lose Aaron Jones. Then we can't sign uh, you know, this guy or that guy. And A.J. Dillon becomes a price tag and all that. Yeah, and there's a trickle-down effect to every move. One more guy, real quick. Lamar Jackson. Clearly, the everybody and their mother were talking about how Lamar didn't play, especially Lamar's mom. He's a, that's his agent. Um, uh, how he didn't play in the playoffs, right? And they're questioning the toughness, and they're questioning the get your brace on and get out there, and blah, 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 right? All that stuff. Is Lamar on the move? No. Nobody's going to give him the bag. You realize how hard it is for these things to actually take place. Oh, listen, it's, I know it's a business, and I'm playing like Madden you know, right now, but like, I'm like... They're both jockeying. Lamar is not supposed to be acting happy right now. He's doing what the players should be doing in this spot, right? And then the Ravens, you know, you got... It's funny because you got the Ravens front office playing hardball a little bit. You got Lamar playing hardball a little bit. And then you got John Harbaugh. It's like, he's the quarterback. I don't know what everybody else is talking about. And the coach is just trying to coach. Right. So, yeah, he's the quarterback. Can we get this figured out? And, and I feel the same way Harbaugh feels about the situation. It's okay. just a matter of time. They have the leverage. He has the leverage, but they, they have as much leverage as he has. You know, they, he has the leverage when it comes to this season, but they hold the leverage when it comes to his next three. <laughs> you know, so. We'll see. There's a lot of things to go on. The offseason is going to be fast-paced and moving, and we're about two and a half weeks, three weeks away from the start of the offseason. So 
There's going to be a lot of things to talk about, how to invest, who to get now, who to wait on. Like, there's a lot of conversation to be had. Tomorrow, we'll tackle those running backs um, in the in the NFC and AFC title games and possibly some running backs on the move. So we can kind of continue that theme a lot throughout the court. And there is a lot. We just talked about Saquon. And I don't know if you heard this, a certain running back in Dallas willing to take a pay cut to stay in Dallas. Willing, I mean. Coming on back, Zeke. Come on back. So for Dave you know, you know sucks about actually that? follow us first. Hold on, what? You know what sucks about that? What's that? Is that. Like, they're probably better off him not taking a pay cut, him leaving, going somewhere else, and then paying some fifth-round pick $600,000 this year to get Zeke. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. Um, all right, so, <laughs> so I don't, like, really, don't want to hear logic. What are you taking a pay I don't cut want to? Hear logic. I don't want to hear logic. I want to hear Zeke. Feed me. Come on. Come on back. And he's going to eat carries from Because <laughs> he's hungry. Keep feeding them. You can also feed your minds by following us on social media. I don't know where I was going with that one. But TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, at Mojo, M-O-J-O. Also, join the Discord every day. Conversation happening right now as we're heading towards Championship Sunday. Um, it's fierce in there right now, guys. <laughs> There's a lot of people showing off their portfolios, Roar. going long, going short, all that stuff. So do that. Do it responsibly. Um, they're testing more stuff out this weekend on the app. So look for those things. Look to try to jump on some lists to kind of test, help out, test these uh, new features. The app looks amazing. Head on over to mojo.com for all the other Mojo Market reports by some of their very, very good writers. So for Dave Sturcio, Chris Gucci, A5, Behind the Glass here from Chop Studios. We'll be back here tomorrow and talk some running backs. And um, there's a lot to be talked about with the running backs. So we'll see you guys tomorrow. The countdown to spring training has begun. (laughs) 